The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Thursday, January 9th. My name is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with the champion, the GPP takedown shark himself. <laughs> uh, we're getting, we are getting to do a show together since we haven't done one forever, and of course I'm speaking about Mr. Language Olympic, Andrew Handsome Hansen. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Coach. Thank you for that fine introduction. That's and yet, we haven't done a show this decade, so let's get let's get it on. I love it. And uh, we we had uh, Mike and Andrew had put out a, a great content show. Seriously. For some reason, <laughs> yeah, the content was super, but the problem was the the recording. Something happened and the voices were overlapping. It was just a mess. So we decided we were going to take it down and, and put something up here that you guys can listen to. It is uh, 327 on the East Coast and uh, lock isn't until 7. So this will be up as soon as we're done. Uh, we'll shoot it over to, to Dan Bespris at Bespris and the wizard behind the drapes. He will get this sucker out within five minutes, so it will be up. So we're going to try to do an abbreviated show as much as we can, try to do about a 15-minute show because it's only four games, and uh, Andrew and I have both gone over this slate quite a bit already. Um, I will give a, a couple of updates here before we get started so it makes it a little bit easier easier when we're going through the show. Uh, but first of all, before we get started with that, I want to thank our presenting sp uh, sponsor, MyBookie. Uh, they are wonderful. Uh, go to mybookie.ag. Uh, the promo code you want to utilize is DFS Today, the name of our show, and they will give you up to one half of your deposit all the way up to a thousand bucks to take a great shot at it. So if you have two grand to commit, they'll give you a thousand free dollars and you can go after it uh, and make it happen. Or you can just play around like I did and, you know, you throw a hundred bucks in there, you get 50 free bucks. Better than a sharp stick in the eye, that's for darn sure. So, uh, and mybookie.ag is great. They are the most respected in the industry. Quick payouts, uh, just do a fantastic job. So uh, we, we hope you'll definitely support them. Also, uh, our... Uh, hoop-ball.com sponsor from the very start Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company uh, it is in all of our cups as far as the DFS pros uh, except for Miles we're working on them we're going to get them there uh, but uh, go to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee.com or you can do like uh, Mike and Andrew and I do we just uh, jump on Amazon Prime hit a few clicks and the next day uh, that fancy package with the clips that Andrew loves, the gold clips are going to be at your door. Right, Andrew? That's right. And the only reason Miles doesn't have it in his cup is because he doesn't drink coffee. Otherwise, of course, he would. Well, we need to we need to talk him into that. He's got to <laughs> try it, man. Right. We got to even if he goes with the iced, you can make it iced as well. So we may have to go that route with uh, Mr. Miles. 
All right, dude. Let me do, go through um, the injury status as of right this moment, since we're going to have the advantage of uh, that. So we once we're talking about the games, we can go through. What I'll do is go over the uh, injuries right now. We'll go through the games. I'll turn the game over to Andrew. He could give his breakout sort of review and, and add on to what uh, he did on the show last night with Mike. I'll jump in with my take, and then we'll get right through this. So uh, as of right now, we've got uh, Danilo Gallinari has been upgraded from uh, out to questionable. So he may play tonight. So we want to keep an eye on that because it does affect uh, certainly – uh, a little bit on both sides there, but it specifically uh, takes a little bit away from some of the other Oklahoma City players. Uh, Eric Gordon is questionable. Uh, it's a back-to-back. I don't know if they're going to push him. He had knee surgery like seven weeks ago uh, for some meniscus, so we'll see how that goes. Matisse Thibel is back today. He has been out for quite a while. Uh, some of the big news because of the chalk center of the day and everybody's DFS uh, favorite guy the last three weeks has been uh, Hassan Whiteside, and he's listed as questionable against Minnesota just to match Cat's questionable uh, status on the other side of the ball. Now, Cat has been listed as questionable three games in a row and has not played in any of them, so that's something to take note of. But definitely want to keep an eye on those two. Whiteside in the past, uh, I can just tell you from his heat days, when he was listed questionable, he often wouldn't play. Now, is that, you know, the same scenario in Portland? I don't know. You know, he was constantly in the doghouse uh, in Miami, so it could have something to do with it. But if we don't have news before lock on the sites that don't allow late swap, I would not roster white side. I think it's way too risky, and there are several good plays here. Nerland's Noel is out. Scala Bissier is out. Markeith Morris out. Dante Exum out. We already said Cat questionable. And the big fella himself, Joel Embiid, is also out. So that's all of the big news for the four-game slate, which is quite a bit of news. Uh, so we want to take that into consideration as we're going through these games. So we're going to go to the first game. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Detroit Pistons. It's a 7 o'clock start. Detroit is a 7 point favorite. The over-under stands right now at 220.5, uh, which is pretty solid. Uh, the implied total for the Pistons is 114, and for the Cavaliers is 107. Andrew, how do you see this game scripting out? Well, my favorite play here has been and continues to be Kevin Love at 7.7 after that uh, dust up in the media and on being on the court. You know, he's got the spotlight on him and he came out and scored 30 in this matchup on Tuesday. So at 7.7, he's my favorite player in this game. And I may look for a value one off here and there. Della Vadova is only 3.4. He got 19 minutes. You know, we've got a different guard rotation now with Clarkson out of the picture. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe Zizek at 3.9 if you need a value play. But in general, I'm not really interested in these uh, Sixers. uh, Sorry, the Cavs. Right. Um, And then on the Detroit side, I'm I'm not looking to play the the big names. I'm going to fade Drummond primarily at 10.2 on DraftKings, just too pricey. 
um, given some of these other, you know, seven, eight, nine K guys, um, Dumboya has been playing, playing well, getting minutes, but 5.8, it's a little bit pricey for me. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to play a piston, it's going to be Bruce Brown at 5.0, Svi Mikhailuk at 4.2 or Christian Wood at 4.4. I like how Svi is shooting a lot of threes. He went four for 10 from three point land last time out. And Wood, of course, is the classic volatile tournament player. Um, but I'm going to have a couple of lineups at him at that price tag. Very good. Uh, as far as the way I see this game, I'm exactly with Andrew on the fact that I am going to dial up Kevin Love. I mean, you know, he's called out the organization. The organization said, all right, listen, we're going to roll you out there. Show us what you can do so we can get your ass out of here. So he's he's playing literally uh, – the best he can so that he can get out and hopefully go to a team that's a contender. So, you know, it's hard to pass that up when both sides have acknowledged that. So I think Kevin Love has to be a play here. Um, On the Cleveland side, the rest of the guys, just, you know, even with uh, Clarkson being traded, you're still getting a lot of split between Sexton and Garland. And now Knight is back into the rotation and, you know, they're still going fairly deep. They're all splitting those minutes up. Uh, I'm not comfortable rostering any of the bigs with a uh, combination of Thompson, Henson, and Zizic all sharing uh, some of the big responsibilities. So Love's the only play for me on the Cleveland side. Detroit, we know Griffin and Morris are out. Drummond's going to be fairly high-owned, and he deserves to be. Uh, but I'm not going to go there either. Just, you know, when you're talking about that kind of price, uh, with with some of the other big dogs on the slate, uh, it's a hard fade for me because you know I've I've preached uh, roster uh, you know Drummond every time Griffin is not playing, and now with Morris out as well, uh, that's that stings not playing him. However, you know Seku is somebody that I played in his first three games at 35 and 3600, which was great, but I am not going to play him with a, over a two thousand dollar bump. He's actually more expensive on some of the sites than Al Horford. So to go from min price to that price is a little ridiculous when you still have uh, Chris Christian Wood in the, in the mix uh, playing some of those minutes. I think V is going to be extremely high owned today. I think it's a little bit of a trap. And the reason I think it's a trap is there's not a whole lot of value, but there are a lot of stars. So people are, if they're going to sit, some of the stars and go with a medium build, which seems to be what the momentum around the industry is right now. And I know from listening to some of the show with you, you and Mike uh, had done last night that you guys were looking at that as well, which is really the common theme right now, because there's not a lot of just easy chalk, like a, a Seiko, uh, a Diombo or Seiko at uh, 3,500, then you know, you've you've got to build your lineup a little bit differently. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm fading Drummond. I, I, I think Zvi's going to get a bunch of that uh, ownership because people are desperate for a value play, but I don't quite trust him. So really in this game, even though it's a 220 and a half over under, which isn't bad, I think I'm just Kevin Love and going to move on to, to building out the roster with the other three. Anything else on that game, Andrew? No, I'm ready for game two. Beautiful. Okay, we've got the Boston Celtics at the Philadelphia 76ers. Should be a great game. 
Uh, Phillies minus two, even with Joel Embiid out, which is interesting. It's the lowest over-under on the board at 217.5. We have Philly at a 109.5 implied total and Boston at 107.5 implied total. So interesting game. Uh, certainly uh, the news with Embiid out changes things. Uh, so what, what do you got here, buddy? Well, I like Kemba at 6.5. That's a really good price tag for him. We know he's working his way back into lineup. As Mike pointed out last night, he was going to be limited in minutes on Wednesday. So we don't know how many minutes he's going to play on Thursday. But hopefully the fact that he got ejected and didn't play full minutes yeah. will allow him to play more. Because uh, that price is just too low. He did well in the second matchup between these two teams. He went for 29 points, one rebound, eight assists. So that's a great price tag for him if we can get 30 minutes out of him. I like Tice for the Boston Bigs the best. Again, okay. with, with being on this back-to-back, if he's going to split minutes with Cantor, he's $1,400 cheaper on DraftKings. So at 4.0, he went 16-5-1 in this matchup last time. Uh, I like him as a sort of a value big. And then over on the Philly side, I really like Tobias Harris at 7.3. He's yeah. going to be one of my core players. He's he's done really well in both of the matchups this season. Correct. And then Horford will be in my price, uh, be in my player pool at 6.0. Not one of my core players, but I'll have some shares of him. Mike Scott, I may have a couple shares of him at 4.0. You know, of course, we're just looking for value, you know, with the front court here with Embiid out. And then I will get a couple lineups with Thibel. He's min price. He's back in the lineup. I'm hoping it's a little bit under the radar because he hasn't played for a bit. Last time these two teams played, he, he got 30 minutes. So min price guy like that at 30 minutes, uh, you know, I, I'll take a shot on him a, a couple times. Okay. Okay. Good take. Um, for me on the Boston side, I think Kemba is definitely playable. Um, not sure I'm going to have him in my lineup, but I think the price tag is super cheap. And he certainly, uh, if he can fit your build, I think is a great play. Um, I'm steering away from Jalen Brown. He's had two really bad games against Philly. Uh, they, they have a tendency to shut him down. So I think he's a good fade today. Um, not thrilled with the canner tice split. I just can't stand uh, when guys split minutes so much. It just it's hard to find value. Um, and really, so, so for that, you know, on the Boston side with it being a low-scoring game, I just other than Kemba, I'm really not going anywhere else on on that side of the ball. On Philly side with him beat out, two of my uh, got, uh, real guys that I'm going to build my lineup around uh, are Harris and Horford. Harris, I think, is probably the, one of the best two or three plays on the entire slate. He's playing well. His usage bumps way up with Embiid off the floor. And, you know, we had said early on, you know, go with Horford when Embiid's out. And I know Horford hasn't played his best basketball, and he's been a little slumped. And I think that will affect a little bit of his ownership, although he'll still be highly owned. But I'm playing him. He's he's one of my foundational guys as well. I just think Horford and Harris are going to have to play really well uh, in this game. And it's a low uh, spread, just two points. So I, I like both of them. Uh, the news that I'm waiting for is I think, you know, for sure my value guy, my one value guy on the slate, if he is announced as the starter, uh, 
three games ago when Embiid sat, Kyle O'Quinn started and played 25 minutes and scored 28 and a half fantasy points. And if he's going to start, I'm putting him right in my center spot as my value guy, which makes everything else work in my lineup. And I think he's got a real solid floor of 23, 24 fantasy points in a ceiling uh, of probably 30 to 32. So uh, at that real min, almost min price, I, I think he's a great play. If he's if he's um, at marked in as the starter, they've done all kinds of crazy things. They've, you know, when when Embiid sat before, they've used uh, Corkmas, they've used Scott, they've, I mean, just it's a rotation of guys. But the very last time he sat which was against Indiana on New Year's Eve. O'Quinn started and had a really solid 10 rebound, five assist, two block game. And he will be my center if he's ruled in. I'm not quite comfortable going with Thibel. I think he'll get some attention. I just, I don't like a guy coming back first game after being out injured, just a little risky for me in cash. So, you know, I could have as many as three uh, Sixers uh, uh, to build my lineup of Harris, Horford, and O'Quinn if O'Quinn plays. And if I can fit Kemba in some of my builds, he'll definitely at least make my GPP. Uh, and that's it for that game. Anything else on your side? Yeah, one more thought on that with Kyle O'Quinn. I'm with you. If he starts, I love him. But at 4.9, I, I do predict he's going to come off the bench. I think they're going to start Mike Scott. The last time the Celtics and Sixers played, Horford was out and Mike Scott started. So they went with Scott and Bede and Harris. And I think they're going to go with Scott, Horford and Harris here and bring O'Quinn off the bench. But that is a seven o'clock tip off. So we should have that news ahead of time. Um, and, and so we'll wait and see what the starting lineup is. Well, you're lucky you're not Mike because I chicken suit challenge you here because I think uh, O'Quinn starts. I mean, Horford plays the four. Scott's a true four. I think that's why they put Scott next to Embiid. But with, you know, uh, with Embiid out, and the last time that happened, O'Quinn played and did well. So there's really no excuse why he wouldn't. And I like centers against Boston right now, I personally. So uh, 100% news dependent for me. Uh, O'Quinn's 100% in if he starts. 100% fade if he's coming off the bench because, you know, he may not even get off the bench if he doesn't start. So I'm not going to mess with that. But that's a good point. So the, the nice part is that is a 7 o'clock game, and we'll know that before lock. So no sweating that one out uh, down to the wire. Very good. Anything else there, Andrew? Ready for game three. All right. Before we do that, real quickly, I want to mention again, uh, our main sponsor, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, put in the promo code DFS today, get half of your first deposit, go after it, grab some of the national championship, the Super Bowl. Uh, MyBookie is the best in the industry. Definitely uh, would appreciate you giving them uh, their uh, our support, your support, and uh, we appreciate them helping bring DFS today uh, to the market in front of the paywall free seven-day-a-week DFS. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for our sponsors and our mothership, hoop-ball.com, we would not be able to bring this to you uh, on a daily basis. And I don't know if you checked out my tweet earlier today, but our streak is alive, and we wanted to make sure that 
even though some people listen to the earlier one, they could also listen to this one because we have covered every playable DFS slate that you can wager on on any DFS site since literally the Summer League, FIBA, preseason, regular season. We're going to follow that through to this postseason into the July Summer League, which my son and I will be there again and hopefully some of our other hoopball pros, and then right into the Olympics, and then we follow into next year's uh, year again. So it's really going to be year-round, and we are not going to miss a damn game. Without, we have committed that to each other as a group of uh, DFS pros, and we are going to continue that. So dial us up every day, NBA DFS Today podcast. All you have to do is search DFS Today or NBA DFS Today, and we're going to come up. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere podcasts are found. What we do ask, and this is our only ask of every show, is that you take that 15 to 30 seconds, rate, review, subscribe, hit the five stars, the likes, any kind of positive reviews, thumbs up on YouTube. All of that stuff makes a big difference. We're really pushing hard right now for the the five-star iTunes reviews so that we can move up the charts there. And as people search for DFS NBA, uh, we want to be the first thing that pops up. So we really, really appreciate you guys doing that. And then remember, this is a three-step process. And we're going to remind it even on these shows that we're doing a shorter show. Listen to our podcast during the day. Start building that skeleton lineup, getting an idea of what you want to do. Start putting that into play. And then follow the news throughout the day. That is so imperative. You can go to hoop-ball.com, click on the, the forums, and then the DFS thread. Our guys, Miles and Andy, are feeding that information in throughout the day. All four pros are also posting things on there, so you can see all the activity that's going on. And then also follow the four pros on Twitter. That's the best advice I could give you. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Our super champ here is at Language Olympic. That's Andrews. Uh, we know Mike's at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And Miles Hartley's is M-Y-L-E-S 6565. And we are posting all the way up until lock. So that's a step two. And then step three, uh, whatever you have to do, if it's at the end of your day at work, if it's when you get home or pull your car over and get your phone out and take advantage of don't drive and do it, but pull over and do it. That up that 30 minutes up until lock, you gotta check out the news because you get one scratch, one thing that one guy restricted, it's gonna jam your whole lineup. Uh, it's because it's very competitive out there, and you've got to ha- be able to put your best best foot forward. So follow those three steps, and uh, we're having unbelievable amount of success. Shoot us your wins over on Twitter so we can shout them out and show you some love, and go from there. All right, let's do these last two games and get this out on the air so that we don't have anybody miss it. Uh, the third game is an 8.05 Eastern Standard Time game, Portland Trailblazers at Minnesota Timberwolves. Portland is actually a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, even though we don't know if Whiteside or Cat are going to play on either side of the ball. It is the second-highest over-under at 224.5. We have an implied total for Portland of 113 
and Minnesota one eleven and a half. What do you got, Andrew? Well, Whiteside last night was one of my core plays at nine point three. The way he's, he's been, been awesome. Yeah, he's been awesome. He, and he had sixty three fantasy points against these guys last time, including seven blocks. So if he plays, then he's going to be a core player for me. If he's out, the three games he's missed, Anthony Tolliver has started all three. So I think good call. We can, yeah, we can agree that he'll be in there, and he'll be at 3.1. So uh, I'll get him in some lineups and then be able to afford one of the other stars that I wouldn't otherwise be able to afford. Mm-hmm. And I do like Bazemore as a value play. We may not need to have as many shares of him if we can play with Tolliver here, but I like Bazemore at 3.6. Are you letting a Patria get in your head with this Bazemore thing? <laughs> no, I've just, been, I've just been waiting for the sweet spot. <laughs> And I think I think this might be it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So that's about it for me for the Blazers. Uh, I know Apatria liked C.J. McCollum at 6.8. 6. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that discount from Lillard. So I may have a share or two of him. I'm going to fade Mello, getting that Covington defense potentially. Right. And then over on the Minnesota side, uh, I do like Gorgie Jang, assuming the big cat is out. He also played well in this matchup. And Wiggins is going to get a lot of usage. He's only 7K. I like him. And then as as Mike and I discussed, both Napier and Teague are the same price at 5.2. Yeah. And we both decided we like Teague a little bit better. He he got those minutes last game. His shots are up. And uh, we you know if you're going to pick one of those guards, we both like Teague there. I'm with you, man. Um, as of right now, I'm not playing this game a whole lot. I like, uh, I think the safest play on the board in a must play, one of my pillars is Andrew Wiggins. He had a bad game the last game, but, you know, regardless of cats in or out, or doesn't matter what's going on, uh, Wiggins has really been their most consistent producer and, and usually does does it across the board. Uh, and, and has played much, much better uh, this entire season, really. So at his price point, I think he's a great play. He's going to be in the majority of my lineups on that side. Um, and then I think Teague is very playable. His price is, is, is low enough. Uh, I'm not thrilled with he and Napier splitting. It, it does give me a little uneasy, but, uh, you know, they're not playing alongside each other a ton either which I wish they would get a little bit more of that time and let Wiggins play a little three, but that's not really happening. So, you know, if you play Tiger Napier, be, you know, aware that one might take some minutes from the other, but uh, just Tiger is such a value and he has such a ceiling. I mean, he's, you know, he's gone for 40 some uh, DFS points this year. So I think Teague's very playable. I absolutely love Wiggins. Um, on the Portland side, I'm, I'm not really going to play anybody. I, you know, white side, it's just, you know, so volatile with him. I think if you do want to, if, if Tolliver's named and white side's out, if we have that information before lock, which we might not, then you can take a shot at Tolliver. You can get you 20, 24 fantasy points, uh, maybe. And, but it uh, would allow you to play another superstar in the lineup. Uh, so that would be, something good if white sides ruled in uh before lock then i think it shuffles the lineup a little bit too um you know again i'm awaiting the news of if o'quinn's gonna start uh and if white side's even gonna play so again that that's gonna all come down to the wire and, it, and it's gonna 
you know, change, shift a little bit of how you build your lineup. So got to follow that news closely. But um, I, I'm just not thrilled with the Portland uh, backcourt right now. I know Dame's a stud and his price isn't bad, but I'm going elsewhere uh, in the backcourt tonight. And uh, that's it for me for that game. All right. Well, let's hit the late night hammer. Late night hammer, 9.30. It's an hour and a half later than any other game. Everybody's pumped up for it. It's the Houston Rockets at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Extremely exciting game. I'm I'm tempted to drive up to OKC. It's three hours and 15 minutes up the road and go check that one out. It would be an exciting one. But uh, Houston's a four-point favorite on the road. Highest over-under on the board at 226.5. And And, uh, we've got Houston with an implied total of 115, which is the highest on the board. And Oklahoma City at 111.5. And, And of course, you know, we've got Westbrook back in OKC. So I think, let me just say this before I turn it over to you. If you you play NBA DFS and you do not roster – Russell Westbrook tonight, then you need to find a new hobby because this one isn't for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's got to play the dude. The guy's got the best motor in the history of the NBA, and he's playing against his home fan, old home fans. Can you imagine how ballistic he's going to go? My <sighs> God. He's going to explode the whole stadium probably if he stays healthy. Yeah, unless you can predict an ankle injury and you know that that's happening with Westbrook tonight, I don't see how you sit this guy. He sat out last night against Atlanta, so he's going to be raring to go. And his price tag is excellent at 8.4 on DraftKings. So he's going to be locked into all my lineups. And with this updated news of this afternoon that Gordon is questionable, I like Ben McLemore even more as a value play. He's only 3.2. It's a good call. And I do like Tucker a little bit more also this afternoon than I did last night because if Gallinari plays, I think that's a little bit better matchup. Tucker can do some things offensively. So for me, the primary targets on Houston are going to be Westbrook, McLemore, and Tucker. Very nice. All right, what about on the OKC side? OKC side, um, Schroeder is still probably my favorite play coming off the bench and playing in this up-tempo game. It does have the highest over-under on the slate. Uh, I agree that if Gallinari plays, he may take away a little bit of the usage from these guards, but I wasn't planning to play much of the starting guards anyway. So uh, Shea is probably still my second favorite play here at 7.1. But uh, again, if Gallinari plays, now we don't have to even consider any of these cheap forwards for OKC. Adams yeah. didn't do much in this matchup last time. So for me, it's really just going to be Schroeder and maybe a couple of shares of Shea. Very good. I mean, Gallo being upgraded to questionable definitely throws a, a monkey wrench into it too because his usage is up there. You know, Chris Paul's been playing fantastic ball, man. I did not see that coming. He's playing terrific. And Shea's been very solid. So, they're you know, they're getting a lot of uh, – you know, a lot of contributions there. I think playing better than some people thought, but I'm not going with anybody on the OKC side uh, just because especially this news with Gallo, it's just a little bit too unsettling for me, but I did save the money and, and I built my FanDuel lineup. I'm looking at it right now and it has 
both Westbrook and Harden in it. And I, those are the two studs uh, that I'm playing. I think they're both super playable. I mean, again, Westbrook has got to be a lock and load. And and I'll tell you right now, I think this might be the lowest uh, ownership for Harden that we've seen in a long, long time. Because <clears throat> everybody knows he came off the game last night that you know Westbrook's getting all the attention this game. And I think a lot of people are not going to want to play that, pay that huge price tag for Harden. But let me tell you this. This guy is like none other as far as scoring DFS points. He's better than LeBron, AD, and Luka. James Harden is the king of DFS. Last night, he put up 81 fantasy points. But And here's this guess. Listen to this one, Andrew. Nine for 34 from the field and only four for 20 from three. <laughs> How is, can you shoot like that? He is not shy. 81 fantasy points. I mean, if he shoots just a tick better, you know, on both of those sides, he's he's going to put 100 on the board. So I don't see how you fade him. I just can't fade him. I mean, that when the dude starts having bad games and putting up 81, something just funky out there because that, that's just craziness. So I think that there'll be so much attention on the Oklahoma City side to try to keep Westbrook contained a little bit. There's no way they're going to run double teams at Harden like some teams do. And I think he just also goes off. I see – I. You know, I, I love sitting back with this Harden-Westbrook duo on this slate and feeling like I could easily get 150 fantasy points from two guys. And I, I think that's possible. So those are my two main builds and, and really excited that Harden will be lower ownership. And then I'm going to put in one of the, uh, depending on the Gord news, I'm, I'm going to put in one of the value play guys, whether it be uh, Macklemore House or, or whatever, uh, one of those fringe guys can't fill out my lineup, but uh, that's really where I'm going with it. I think, you know, like with my build uh, right now, I've got, you know, guys like Westbrook and Wiggins and Harden, Kevin Love, Horford in there. So I feel absolutely wonderful. That's my FanDuel lineup I'm talking about. So uh, I think it's a great build for a four, four game slate. I think the games are going to be a blast to watch. And I don't have to do the podcast tonight, so I actually get to watch all the way through, guys. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Great late night, late night hammer. So if you decide not to make the drive up to OKC and watch it in person, you can watch it on your couch. Yeah, I'd have to leave right now, so that ain't going to happen. But uh, but no, I'm with you, man. It's going to be a fun night. I, I think this was great that we were able to go over this together. And I'm so we're going to have to. Uh, switch shifts up a little bit so we can get a, a show at least once a week together because i enjoy doing shows with you man you're the you're our gpp champion pro i i want to mix my cash knowledge with your gpp knowledge more often yeah i'm game absolutely love to this was fun yeah we'll have to flip flop uh with somebody uh in the group here to to make that happen but uh all right we we went a little longer than we wanted to but we did take a pretty deep dive here we're still four hours exactly from lock so plenty of time uh we'll i'll get this to dan as soon as we uh, uh go off the air here and we'll get this posted 
and hopefully you guys enjoy uh, Double Dip. Uh, you had the first show early, and now you got another show here. Uh, we don't want to give Dan any ideas uh, now that I think yeah. about it, Andrew. We'll be doing two shows a day. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, any final words, buddy? Let's rock it. Good luck tonight. Awesome. Let's have fun. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Andrew Hansen, the champion GPP player of our DFS pros, and our buddies Mike and Miles, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.